0: If you will, turn your Bibles to the book of James. We're continuing on in that, that great book that um, gives us such a rich um, depth of, uh, of what the Christian life should look like. And uh, from uh, one of the leaders of the church, James, the brother of Jesus. And uh, he talks about works here today, faith and works, and how those things relate to each other. Let's read that Scriptures, and, and, and I'll read as, as you read in your Bible, whatever version you have. It says this, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warm and well fed, without giving him the things needed for the body, what good is that? Also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will ask, or someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Do you think, or do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was it not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead... So also faith, apart from works, is dead. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it is in your name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. Amen. As Christians today, we tend to have an idea that salvation is about getting my ticket to heaven and, 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 and one day, hopefully, when I die, um, I'll fly away by and by and be in Jesus' presence. And while that is a great and glorious truth of the Gospel, uh, it, 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 it's what we hang our faith on. Our, our faith is in the resurrection. Uh, not so much just flying away and going to heaven one day, but, but in the resurrection. And because Christ rose again from the grave, you and I have the promise of eternal life, just like Christ was raised from the dead. We will one day be raised from the dead and stand in God's presence. And that is a glorious truth. But it is um, also a truth that our faith has to be shown by the works that we do. Too often we have... Um, cut off works and said, okay, we're not saved by being good, so we don't have to do any works whatsoever. We we, we tend to, to um, say, as long as I believe and, and as long as I'm a good person, um, I'm, I'm going to make it to heaven one day. And uh, we have to be so careful to look at God's Word and what it says. James wants us to know, the leader of of the Jerusalem church at that time, wants us to know that faith in God must be accompanied by works. Now, I'm not sure if James was responding to Paul here. We, we know what, what Paul says in Romans, that, that no one is saved by their works. And, 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 and the one who works um, receives their, their due payment, but salvation is a free gift of God um, that he gives by his grace, and, and, and therefore, only faith can, can receive it. But James is not contradicting what Paul says here. What we have to understand is that Paul, when he said that, was talking about a saving faith in God for our salvation. That that, that kind of faith has to come first. When we continue on in faith and a demonstration of our faith, um, I think Paul would agree that it, that it does require works. And, and faith is not just about um, the doctrines of God. Uh, we have a, a church doctrine that we go by. And, and uh, you know, Christian, the Christian faith is, is a monotheistic faith, meaning that we believe in one God and that He is one. And, you know, because the biblical teaching is that there are uh, three divine persons a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the church has classically said, all right. Um, God is one, that's how He's revealed Himself, but He is also a community of persons, which, you know, three three persons, one divine essence. And that's how God exists. Now, we, we don't understand that. We can't figure that out. Uh, people have tried to describe it over the years, and it's a great mystery of God. But we, we, we do believe that God is one, that, that we are a monotheistic church. And, uh, and, and we're, we also believe that God is holy. Well, you know, James says about that, Congratulations! Even the demons know and believe the doctrines of God. The demons know that God is one. The demons know. And in fact, when Jesus was, was here on the, on the earth and he confronted the demons, the demons would often say, We know who you are. You're the Holy One of Israel. And Jesus would silence them and cast them out. Not because Jesus didn't want the truth revealed, but because those guys were those demons were trying to um, uh, bait him in, into doing something that, that he wasn't supposed to do. That, to, to reveal himself to the world and claim the messianic throne. Uh, Jesus came first and foremost to serve the people. And yes, he would later claim his throne. But his work well, well, was to um, sacrifice his life on the cross. But anyway you know um, as as believers you know we can hold to the doctrines of God all day long um, we can hold to our articles of religion uh, we can hold to to the to the creeds the orthodox christian ch- teaching that uh you know Jesus Christ came um, he, he was born of the, of the Virgin Mary he was uh, uh, born into this world as a human being he um, He suffered and died at the hands of Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again from the grave and ascended into heaven. We can believe all of those things and and hold on to them in faith, but but that is not enough according to James. So what is he saying here about works? You know, um, the difference, I I think, here, uh, and some people will tend to look at, what Paul says about works and what James says about works, but I think the real question here is faith. You know, um, Paul is saying that, that faith is primary. We, we we cannot be saved by being good enough. We cannot um, please God by by doing good things um, first and foremost. We 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 cannot we're not saved by our morality. Because, and the reason is, is that our morality, our goodness, could never fully measure up to God's standard of goodness because He is ultimate goodness. He's saying that the only thing that we can do is, is by faith, believing in what the Son Jesus Christ did, is receive His grace for the forgiveness of our sins. And that's it. And that's what we call justification um, by grace through faith. We're made right in God's sight because of our belief in what He has done through Jesus Christ. And as Paul also says, All, everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are justified by our belief in, in, that, that in, in God and also that, that we are sinful and that we need His forgiveness. And that forgiveness is, is, is provided because of what Jesus did on the cross for our sins and, and in our life. That faith is primary. That faith is the only thing that, that can save us. Surrendering our lives to God and, and, and throwing ourselves upon His mercy and saying, Lord, I know that I've done wrong and I need your forgiveness. I need you to cleanse me of my sins. I, I, I want to be welcomed into your kingdom. I want to go to heaven. I, I, I'm grateful and thankful for what Jesus has done on the cross for my life and for my sins. That faith is first and foremost, and we have to have that in order to enter into God's kingdom. We cannot earn our salvation. We cannot work to, to earn that, that God God's favor. But what James is saying here is, is that your faith that you already have has to be proven by your good works. Faith without works is a dead faith. And he's exactly right. Our faith has to be borne out in, into the world. We have to live as if we are People who believe and and serve God. We have to have actions and deeds that that prove that we are believers in 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 God and Christ. And and James calls the church out on this. Maybe the church was misinterpreting what Paul said in Romans or or in, in other teachings in Galatians. Um, that I think they misinterpreted that and said. That okay, you know uh, no works are good, we, we just have faith, and that's it we, we don't need uh, good works in order to be uh, to, to be right before God we, we don't need that but that isn't what Paul is saying at all. he says paul Paul is saying that, that that your faith is primary, you can't earn it. your salvation cannot be earned. but once you have that salvation, James is saying it has to be shown in the way that you live. And, 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 and not just uh, through piety, where, where we're um, you know, praying and reading our Bible at home in private, but, but in actions and in deeds and in good works. If you want to prove your, your faith, if you, if you want to prove that you believe in God and believe in the doctrines of God, basically what you have to do, and, and this is what James, I think, ultimately implies here, You've got to take on the character and nature of God revealed in Christ. God is a loving God. He exists as love. God is love. Another apostle, John, tells us that. God is love. And God showed His love. He demonstrated His love to the world through sending the Son, Jesus Christ, to come and and, and live as a servant to others Jesus, in His ministry, went about healing people and touching them. He he bowed Himself before His disciples and washed their feet. He suffered and died as a sacrifice for the sins of the people, though He was innocent of of, of any crime and of any sin. He suffered and died as, as a criminal. As far as you can go, taking... Um, on, on the sins of the whole world on himself and died. That, that was his ultimate act of, act of service and of love for us. And he rose again. If our faith is just that we believe in these things about God, if, if, if our faith is in God himself, if, if our faith is in Jesus Christ, and if, and if our faith is, is in the Bible and what it teaches us, but we don't live it out or don't do anything about it, Um, James says that that's a worthless, useless kind of faith. And he says, show me your faith without works. Show me that. How how do you show your faith without works? You can't. He's saying, I'll show you my faith by my works. And then he uses the examples of, of Abraham and Rahab here. And we were talking about Abraham in the um, Sunday school this morning. Um, But Abraham, um, you know, was told by God, you know, it says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. In other words, because Abraham believed God himself and believed God's promises, it was counted to him as righteousness. He believed in the one God, he believed that there was one God. He he, he believed that that, uh, God wanted a relationship with him. He he wanted to obey God. He He wanted to follow God. But the proof was in the pudding, so to speak. The proof of Abraham's faith was in his action. And what was that action? Well, God tested him. God gave him a child in his old age and promised Abraham and his wife Sarah, even though she was beyond childbearing years, that they would have a, a, a child that would come from his own loins and from her own womb. And they did. It was Isaac. He was a child of promise. And God said, I want you to take your son, your only son, up to the mountain Horeb, and then, um, or, or mountain Moriah, and, and sacrifice him. And of course, Abraham was like, what? <laughs> this, 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 this is the child of promise that you gave me. You told me I would have this child. Um, I have sent my other um, surrogate, the, one I, the child I had by the surrogate, um, it, Hagar, um, was the woman, and Ishmael was her son. I've always sent my other heirs away, and now you want me to kill the only heir, the heir that you promised me? And God says, Yep. And so he takes Isaac up on the mountain and prepares to sacrifice him in obedience. And the angel appears and says, Stop Abraham, now, 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 now I know that uh, you love the Lord and that you'll serve him faithfully. God tested Abraham's faith. He responded with, with, with an act, with a deed, with a work of obedience to God. And God blessed him because of it. In fact, it says here that James says that in that act, Abraham's faith was perfected. It was completed. It, 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 It was shown to be true. It was shown to be faithful. Faith and works, in other words, are inseparable. Faith and works are inseparable. He talks here about Rahab the prostitute. And, and, and nobody in, in Jewish tradition would ever question Rahab's place in God's plan. Even though she was a prostitute, <laughs> no one in Jewish tradition questioned her place. And in fact, she's listed in, in the genealogy of King David. She's listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It says here that she was justified by her work of hiding the Hebrew spies when they came in to, to Jericho. If you know the story about Joshua and Jericho. Uh, Joshua was, was uh, the one who led the people into the Promised Land. The first battle they faced was the Battle of Jericho. And so um, Joshua sent spies into the city to go and, and spy out the, the, this land. And they, they find out that the Jericho Heights know that the Israelites are coming they're in in complete fear and disarray because they know they've heard the stories of how God was with them in Egypt and uh you know they're out to catch the these guys um you know that they're, they're the soldiers are in the streets you know preparing for battle and and um so the Rahab um believing in God I, I and and she, she 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 feared these Jewish spies She believed in God, but she also hid these spies to protect them from being caught so that they could go back and report to Joshua what was happening in the city. Because of that act that accompanied her faith, even though she was a prostitute, she was counted righteous before God, she was justified by her works. Yes, faith is primary. Faith is what we need for salvation. We cannot have salvation in God. We cannot be made right with God without our faith and belief in Him and in the Son, Jesus Christ, and what He's done. But faith without works is dead. James says, just as the, the soul without a body is, is, is dead, faith without works is dead. We've got to have those works. And, and moreover, you know, the, the, the people in, in, in the, the, these early Christians, a lot of them were Jewish converts that James addresses there. Uh, he was the head of the Jerusalem church. So there was a lot of Jewish believers there. Um, that, that They should have known, you know, because of what the law taught them, that they were to care for, for the poor and, and the needy and the widow and the orphan and the oppressed the 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 poor and the oppressed um were were the special objects of God's concern and he commanded the israelites to care for the poor and in fact as we talked about last week his judgment was on uh the people of israel especially in the latter latter years of the kingdom because they had failed to administer god's justice to care for the poor to care for the needy, to care for the widow and orphan. Instead, they were trying to steal the widow's land. and that and, and They were oppressing the poor people. And that's ultimately one of the things that brought God's judgment upon them. I would say sexual immorality and paganism were part of it. But, but, but the sin that Isaiah calls out the most in his book was, was their um, lack of care for those who were truly in need. It goes with the whole themes that, that James is putting forth here. Where, where, one of the things we talk about was we, we don't react to people in anger. We, we check ourselves and, 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 and we pray and, and we seek the Lord. And ask, and, and um, you know, he says, be angry and do not sin, is what, uh, the way the Apostle Paul put it. Um, but, but here, you know, James warned us about reacting to people in anger. He ta- he, we talked last week about showing partiality. Um, uh, looking to those who were rich and, and, and uh, trying to associate with them and, and welcome them, but then shunning people who are kind of uh, poor. And, and, and James chastised them, chastised them not to show partiality. Well, here it's, it, you know, it goes part and parcel to, to living the Christian life. We have to show good works to those who are in need. Can can that kind of faith save a person? The person who has faith without works, can that faith save him? And James says no. Because, and it boils down to me, is is not, not works so much in general, but works of obedience to God, obedience to God's Word, is what's key here. Doing things to prove that we believe Him and that we've surrendered to Him, and that we've trust Him. And so he says, if, if, if a, verse 15, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? I mean, it's sort of like, okay, I believe God's going to bless you. And I'm going to pronounce a blessing on you. Go and be well fed and be, and, and be warmed. And then not doing anything about it. What good is that? You know, God uses us to help the poor and the needy and the oppressed. He uses us to, to um, bring people, uh, to elevate people in, in the world. And we especially need to show this to our brothers and sisters in Christ. The church is the place where we come to serve. And though worship and fellowship are certainly important, we dare not leave off the idea that we need to take care of each other, to lift each other up, to pray for each other, to give to each other when we have a need. Because the more we do that for each other, the more the world will see and be attracted to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and if we're infighting and backbiting and and showing anger towards each other, um, what what's happened is that 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 we become useless to God, and he sees that, and you know who knows what's going to happen to the church because of that? but the more that that we um, show our faith by our good works. The more that that um, God will bless us, and 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 then even though we we um, show that kind of uh, good works towards towards our brothers and sisters in Christ here in the sanctuary, you know we we need to be ready and willing to show that to others. And I agree, we need to be discerning about that as a church. You know our, our when I first came, our policy was always, well, we'll uh, help pay half of one bill and that, that I would have an emergency fund of $75 to give to people that I happen to meet and need on the street or something. And, um, you know, we we've kind of had to change it over the years because, you know, we're a smaller church. And so, you know, what we've said as a board is that what we need is not, we, we can't meet all the needs out there in our community. But if somebody in, that's part of the church raises a need to us and and, and says, look, I have somebody in need that, that could use some help, then, then we'll help them. And I think that's a good policy to have. I think it's good because we're, we're a small group with small resources to partner with other people who are able to do um, these kinds of things in the community. Um, one of them um, is Salvation Army. I think we need to partner more with them. At... And the reason I say Salvation Army is because um, I know that that these guys um, they they have a very small overhead that the the heads of that organization limit um, what kind of salary they get so that um, they can, as their motto says, do the most good in the community. Um, same thing with uh, the the uh, the pregnancy network, which helps uh, young women in in pregnancies. You know, we, we know that. Um, intercourse and, and sexual immorality outside of the bonds of marriage is wrong but that doesn't mean that they need to pile on their sin by, by destroying the, the child that, that, that has been created and so you know, we, we find some ways to help the, these needy women who, who need an alternative to abortion I think Compassion International who we support is another good international organization to give to and, and they also have plenty of articles out there that says that that eighty percent of all they take in um, more than eighty percent of all they take in goes directly to the mission work very little overhead uh, Samaritan's Purse is another one that, that does a lot of good local and international work as far as, as, far as uh, meet, meeting needs during, during disasters that has very little overhead and, and most of it goes to their, 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 um, their ministries but also, we as a church um, need to find ways of taking care of others and, and seeking to help others. And I hope that the Lord puts it on your heart that, that, that whatever we believe, whatever doctrines we hold, whatever we believe about God and in Christ is met with good works. Those, two, those things are inseparable. And yes, faith has to come first, faith is primary. But faith is, is proven out by our obedience to God, acts done in obedience to what God has called us to do. Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind to strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. How can, you, how can we say that we love our neighbors if works aren't accompanying that? We have to be careful not to do like, uh, I'll just say this, Martin Luther did it, he kind of threw off, threw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak, when he said, um, it's faith alone and not works. Well, yes, I, w- I would agree. But faith without works is dead. Faith is primary. Faith comes first, yes. We have to have faith in, this, in, in Jesus Christ for our salvation. But the Bible says very clearly over and over again that works must follow. Let's stand. And I want Michael to play another song for us to sing before we leave. Just think about what we've talked about here. we prayed about it. What can you do to show good life? Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We ask, God, that you would help us. Spur us on the good works, even as we come to believe in you and grow in you, Lord. Bless us today, Father. Help us as we go from here. Dismiss us from this place, but never dismiss us from your presence. Go with us and be with us, Lord. It's in your name I pray. Amen. If you allow me to get to the back, you may be dismissed.